0: This is the Bartender Journey Podcast.
1: It's the Bartender Journey Podcast number 203. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening. This is the podcast that talks all about cocktails and spirits and bartending. Well, it's been quite a week in the cocktail world since I spoke to you last. As I record this on March 8th, 2017, our cocktail community is in turmoil. People are upset. Nerves are raw. I wish that was a lead up to a joke, but it's not. It all started with a Facebook Live video of Ann Tunerman, founder and executive director of Tales of the Cocktail during Mardi Gras. I'm going to do my best to present the facts and then some quotes from a variety of people. Just a little disclosure here first. Uh, as you may know, I do some work for Tails. Uh, I record seminars for them and release them as a separate podcast available to Tails 365 members. Tails and Ann herself have always been very good to me. We have a great working relationship, and I hope and expect it will continue. It would be easy for me to ignore this topic altogether and avoid any controversy, but I feel that would be a disservice to the bartender community, and I really kind of morally think it's the right thing to do to report on what's happening. In fact, the Tunemans themselves have done everything they can to be very transparent and try to right the wrong, and they promise to do better in the future. These are the facts as I understand them. Anne Tuneman and her husband Paul Tuneman, who I say was, notice I say was, more on that later, co-owner and chief business officer of Tales were about to ride on a float in the Mardi Gras parade. They were about to ride with the Zulu Social Aid and Pleasure Club when they went live on Facebook. I learned a little bit about Mardi Gras from listening to a great podcast called Beyond Bourbon Street, which is all about New Orleans culture. Mark Bologna hosts that show, and in one episode he interviewed a Mardi Gras expert named Arthur Hardy. I'll put up a link to that episode of uh, Beyond Bourbon Street in the show notes to go along with this show, number 203. There's going to be a lot of important links in this in the show notes that go along with this show. Uh, I'll try to make it easy f- for you to find. Uh, you can always go to bartenderjourney.net and click uh, where it says podcasts. Uh, that's the sort of main page on bartenderjourney.net. But to find this specific post, you can go to bartenderjourney.net slash podcast slash 203. Number, the number is 203. Anyway, I've never been in New Orleans during Mardi Gras, and I honestly don't know a heck of a lot about it. But from what I learned... Each float is sponsored by a crew, spelled K-R-E-W-E. These crews are all some sort of organization or a club. Corporate sponsorship is not allowed by law. The crews often invite non-members to ride with them on their float, which uh, can be considered quite an honor. It's not uncommon for non-members to pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars for the privilege of riding on a float. Of course, this money goes towards the cost of producing the floats and funding the throws, which are the things given out from the floats to the parade attendees. You know, we usually think of the beads being thrown from the uh, floats, but it could be anything, not necessarily beads. And some crews can get quite elaborate with their throws. Tradition dictates that everyone riding on a float hide their face with a mask or sometimes makeup. Uh, in fact, that's a law. So, as I said, Anne and Paul Turnemann rode this year with the Zulu crew. The Zulu Social Aid and Pleasure Club is an organization that dates back over 100 years. It consists of mostly African Americans. Can I say it's black? Can okay I say
0: black, right? Is that okay? I mean, you can say black all day to me, and it's fine.
1: That's my buddy Lincoln Chinnery from USBG New York. We'll talk more with him later. So the Zulu crew is well-known in New Orleans, but uh, I had never heard of it before, and a lot of people haven't. So, uh, well, I figured let's find something else about it. Uh, so this is quoted directly from the crewofzulu.com website. And uh, I took a little bit out for brevity, but it's uh, still kind of long. But uh, let's let's hear what it's all about. Quote. Early in 1909, a group of laborers who had organized a club named The Tramps went to see a musical comedy. The comedy included a skit entitled, There Never Was and Never Will Be a King Like Me. It was about a Zulu tribe. Still quoting from their website, quote, This is how Zulu began, as many stories go. Years of extensive research by Zulu's historian staff seemed to indicate that Zulu's beginning was much more complicated than that. The earliest signs of the organization came from the fact that the majority of these men belonged to a benevolent aid society. Benevolent societies were the first forms of insurance in the black community where, for a small amount of dues, members received financial help when sick or financial aid when burying deceased members. Conversations and interviews with older members also indicate that in that era, the city was divided into wards, and each ward had its own group or club. The tramps were one such group. After seeing the skit, they retired to their meeting place, a room in the rear of a bar, and emerged as Zulus. The group was probably made up of members from the Tramps, the Benevolent Aid Society, and other ward-based groups. While the group marched in Mardi Gras in early 1901, their first appearance as Zulus came in 1909, end quote. So from what I gather, the Tunamans were waiting to uh, get on the float just before the parade began and thought it would be a good idea for Paul to take Anne's phone and do a Facebook Live interview of Anne. Apparently the interview was not going so well. Now, what I have not mentioned yet is that the Zulu crew and anyone who rides with them do not wear masks. They disguise their faces with Blackface makeup. Did I just say blackface? Yes, I just said blackface. This is a tradition that goes back over 100 years, and everyone in New Orleans knows about it. In fact, I started to tell the story to a guy at work who I know, who's uh, from New Orleans, and he was like, oh yeah, the Zulu group. Like, yeah, that's totally normal.
0: Maybe certain traditions need to die,
1: okay? That's Lincoln Chinnery again. A gentleman by the name of Clarence Beckwell, a former school principal and current Zulu historian, was quoted as saying, quote, it was strictly creative. These guys were laborers and couldn't afford to buy masks, but blackface was cheap. End quote. So that video is gone now, of course. But someone got a screenshot of Ann in the blackface, and Ann's comment on for the video, which said, quote, "Paul G. Tunerman interviewing me on Mardi Gras morning from the Zulu Den," as he said, "throw a little blackface on and you lose all your media skills." He did his best as the interviewer. End quote. A gentleman by the name of Josh Davis was apparently the first person to post that um, screenshot, which, of course, went viral, to say the least. Uh, And uh, he is from Chicago, and he wrote the following as an open letter. Quote, This has been one of the most emotionally draining weeks as a black man who has dealt with the daily trauma of racism throughout my life. At this point, I thought I had become desensitized to the hurtful actions of others. But this week proved that the pain I have often displaced and neglected is still present. I follow a personal code that respect is a human action and should not be dependent on the color of your skin. It is a code that allows me to stand up against oppressive behaviors, whether they be institutional, systematic, or individual. This week, while maybe unintentionally, that behavior was exhibited by one of our industry's most powerful leaders, Anne Tooneman. I want to be very clear on my stance as to what was posted on her page. The Zulu parade and the celebration of New Orleans black culture has never been my issue. I understand what Zulu is and the history of the Zulu face painting. An explanation of why you had the Zulu paint on is what should have been the caption, end quote. Again, that's from Josh Davis, who unfortunately I've not had the pleasure to meet in person yet, but we've been in contact and we're going to get him on the show soon. I'll have a link to Josh's full-length open letter on bartenderjourney.net. And to go directly, again, to the posting that goes along with this page, it's going to be bartenderjourney.net slash podcast slash 203. And said in the first of her two public apologies, quote, earlier this week I rode in a Mardi Gras parade with the Zulu organization in which participants Both people of color and all races traditionally wear blackface makeup and shared photos of myself in costume on social media. I now recognize how deeply offensive this is to many. I am sincerely sorry. It was a naive and inconsiderate action, the consequences of which have made it clear that I have much to learn. Regardless of anyone's intentions, we all have to take responsibility for our actions, especially those of us in positions of authority. As an industry leader, I assume full responsibility for my actions, and I'm ready to listen to all those who I have angered and hurt in the process. End quote. More importantly than the two written apologies, this past Monday, March 6, 2017, and did a live Facebook video interview with Ashton Berry. Ashton is a bartender in New Orleans and also happens to be a woman of color. Ashton's really taken great steps in moving this conversation forward in a productive manner. That video is shared on the Bartender Journey Facebook page, and I cannot encourage you enough to watch it from start to finish. As far as I can tell, you can't share a Facebook video to a a standard web page, so that'll be one thing that won't be linked in these show notes, but uh, you can find it on the Bartender Journey Facebook page. Ashton said in a Facebook page before the interview, quote, Tomorrow will be a step on a long road towards the more inclusive industry we deserve. I encourage everyone to ensure their engagement does not end tomorrow, end quote. She went on to say that she sent Anne some uh, reading materials to provide context and background for the conversation. So there are four links she sent, and I'll have all of those on the posting that goes along with this show on bartenderjourney.net. Four articles that Ashton sent along to Anne. Uh, in preparation for their interview. The the video was great and really took responsibility for her actions and showed an honest desire to do everything she can to keep the conversation moving forward and advance diversity in our community in any way she can. I'm trying to report here on what went down over the last week, but if you want the real deal about all this, you must watch that video So back to our story. the decision to wear blackface can be excused away as a local tradition and okay because it's mostly it's a mostly black organization, although my friend Hazel had this to say she says quote, "You know if somebody invited me to ride on a float." And you have to wear blackface to be on it. I'd be like, you know, I'm not really comfortable with that. You know, I might just sit this one out. But thank you. I mean, I know it's an old tradition and everything, but you know, very well-known tradition is show your at me. I'm just saying. When this story first broke, I immediately reached out to a uh, friend in, in New Orleans, a bartender. Uh, he's a longtime listener to the podcast, which is how I met him. And uh, we met last year at Tales. and uh, he's a great guy, and I consider him a friend. He's, he said, quote, Zulu is known for celebrating black culture, but blackface is just not the way. There's so many better ways to support that. I haven't completely formed an opinion, but people are worked up. End quote. So like I said, that was like right after the news broke. So that's the blackface portion of the, uh, of the issue. Uh, to address the comment, the comment captured in the screenshot said, quote, Paul G. Tunerman interviewing me on Mardi Gras morning from the Zulu den. As he said, throw on a little blackface and you lose all your media skills. He did his best as the interviewer. A few people I spoke to were unclear why that was so offensive. I got it right away. The implication is that black people have no media skills, which can be interpolated to mean what? They can't talk so good? So remember earlier I told you that Paul used to work for Tales of the Cocktail? Used to. In his resignation note, Paul wrote, My comment to Anne about blackface prior to the Zulu parade was meant to be a husband's innocent teasing of his camera-shy wife, not a belittlement of others. In retrospect, the words were insensitive, hurtful, and just plain dumb. And I feel horrible for the pain they have caused. End quote. In Anne's first written apology, she wrote, quote, "'My purpose here is not just to apologize publicly. I do not believe an apology excuses anyone of their actions. My purpose here is to acknowledge my ignorance and to open up myself to critique.'" to take my first step towards becoming someone more capable of listening to those who I have hurt and understanding the ignorance of my own actions, End quote. Prejudice and discrimination are never fun, whatever form it takes. Racism, sexism, ageism, whatever. Hell, I'm a white man in America. I've even been insulted and pissed off by ads that say, wanted female bartender. I mean, is that even legal? Or submit a picture with your resume. Really? A picture? Why? To me, it's just a non-issue. I mean, black, white, female little person down syndrome anybody who's passionate about it can excel at making drinks and being hospitable anyway let's talk to my friend and fellow usbg ny member lincoln Chinnery. we were at a nice usbg event the other night
2: we're here with lincoln Chinnery at pier a how fabulous is this place brian this place is really nice
0: it's classy it's got a nice italian smooth vibe to it can't beat it
2: they take good care of us, don't they? They the, do. The USBG—they um, kind of give us carte blanche to this place. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I can't—I can't say how many times I've been in this room. Uh, many, many times.
0: Listen, as, as far as I know, you might walk
2: out with a bottle. That's just—that's <laughs> how they treat you. Amazing. So, we're, we're here to talk about this whole controversy that went over the last week or so. Right. You, you, as far as I was concerned, you broke the story. Uh, oh, man, I, I, mean- I wish I
0: could take credit for that. That's uh, Josh Davis. Um, oh, it was Josh Davis. Yeah, Josh okay. Davis broke that, and I saw it. Um, Jackie Summers saw it. And you know what? Like, okay, the black community in the liquor industry is very small but very tight-knit. Right. We all know each other when we see each other at an event. We immediately go to one another and, like, we need to be together because there's so few of us in the industry. Right. And the only other thing we're doing is trying to get more people in. And it's like the minute I saw that, I was so, I, as I told you in my my text to you, Yeah. I was thinking about giving up and not writing anymore for the industry. Yeah because it really, truly offended me. Not just the picture, but the comment was just ridiculous and how any person, black, white, red, man, woman, in in this century can think, well, this will be fine. It'll blow over. No one's going to be upset. It's just a joke. Yeah. It's like, listen, I don't care if the Zulu Nation said it's all right. I don't care if the ghost of Harriet Tubman, the ghost of Tupac Shakur, and Martin Luther King showed up and said it was okay. It is wrong. Yeah. Now, there are people who have jumped to the defense, and you know what? You have your opinion, you have your right to it, but we're not the age, we're not at the point yet where something like
2: that is easy to let go of. Right, right. So, and it's—I mean, the, the minute I saw it, the comment—I I will tell you right now. But my thought was, this is a local tradition that I don't understand, and I and I right. need to find out more about it. Right.
0: And like I did, I did a little digging. I didn't do all the digging. I did a little, and I understand like everyone who goes there can get that and have that. But you know what? You don't go on Facebook with it. You don't. You've got to realize like there's the other side of the culture that will go. Oh my God! I am so offended. I was so offended. I almost didn't read the part about losing your your media skills. Right. Like the picture was so like I had such a visceral reaction to it. And that's, that's the word that
2: comes up sometimes. Yeah, and it, just, it was yeah.
0: amazing that she would think it's
2: okay. Like, they would think this is fine. Like, it, Yeah. But yeah. I, I'll tell you, if nope. you haven't seen it yet. I have uh, not. Ashton from uh, New Orleans. Right. Uh, female. It's okay to say black, right? I mean... <laughs> You can say black, dude, all I, day to me. I, I, grew up, I grew up in New York City public schools, and you know, yeah, you learn to get along with everybody. And, yes. you know, you've seen the um, Morgan Freeman thing where he goes, he goes, uh, I'm not African, African American, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that, right? I'm black, yeah, yeah, black. I, or you know, I'm American. No, he says I'm American. Like people ask me, "What are you?" I'm like, yeah, I'm American. Right. I'm, I am a mix of so many different things. There's no other but word that's, for
0: me. That's all Americans.
1: It, we're yeah, a mix of you, you, me, then. everybody.
2: Yeah, but. Black is perfectly fine. Thank you. Okay. All right. So, like, you have my official that. permission. I'm going gonna, gonna to put that clip in the beginning. All right. <laughs> it's going to be so easy to yeah. piss somebody off in this of podcast. Course. I swear to oh, God. Wait, you called him black? How dare you? <laughs>
0: like, I am. So, what's, what's uh, now the Now, I forgot
2: where we were going with that. Um. Oh, so Ashton. Right. Uh, black uh, bartender from New Orleans. Uh, she did a live Facebook video with Ann Tunerman today. Right. Now, you I, haven't seen, yet. I have not I, I, seen it I, yet. I did. Okay. And is taking ownership for it, for her actions. She's trying to make things better. She, Ashton sent her all kinds of stuff to read. She was very impressed that she did in fact read them all. Okay. And um, she wants to do better, you know, and- And And listen, I'm all for better,
0: but she should not have made that mistake to begin with. Right. And I'm not, I am not calling her a racist. I am not saying she's, she's a flag burning, hood wearing, Yada, yada. I am not saying that. I'm saying what she did was stupid. Right. Was insensitive to, to anyone of color. You know? And it's... it's, it's, it's again, like, not, my anger
2: was up. And I'm like, it's wrong. And it yada, is. Yada, not everybody understands why that comment's so offensive. You know? If some, it goes over some people's heads. Right. And like I said, when I first saw the
0: picture, I ignored the comment. I was just angry from the picture itself. Right. And then I read the comment. I'm like, oh, wow, another gut punch. Maybe certain traditions need to die. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And again, I'm not down there. I haven't done. I haven't looked at every inch of it. But maybe some traditions should fade away. Yeah, dude. Maybe. All right. And
2: yeah, it's just it's. Well, what's your thought on? I, we're really getting into it now, but right. you know, I mean, this this is a black organization, you know, right? For a hundred years, and, and you the, know what? They're the ones. They're the ones it. that said
0: yes and 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 let her do it and paint her and everything, and that's. Uh, I guess that's fine with the den and the dare, but in the what she did and how she posted it is wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. All right? In, in the opinion of a 48-year-old black well, man who has well, seen... In the opinion of a lot of people. A lot of things go right and wrong in, in many, many states. Yeah. It was wrong for her to do it. Yeah. And I'm not saying only black people can wear blackface. or only. I'm saying... She should not have done it. She should not have put it on Facebook and made that comment. So that's
2: that's where I am with it. And I think she she would agree with that statement now too. Well, <laughs> I've,
0: I've read her three apologies, and I,
2: yeah. I i have to watch I have to watch the Facebook live event. Yeah, you, you I have, have to, to watch, watch that. that. I, I was hoping you had seen it before. Well, no, I, well,
0: I was today. stuck at working. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like the first handcrafted apology that came out. Oh, I yeah. mean. I mean, I've seen whiskey barrels that were less handcrafted Did that <laughs> apology. But, I mean, you know, listen, I get it. You've got an agency behind you that wants to appease everyone. But sometimes if you just come out from your heart and say, listen, I screwed this one up, man. Yeah. I don't know. what I, I apologize. It was a
2: funny thing because every minute that went by that she didn't comment on it. Yes. It was just yes. a time bomb. Like, everybody's yes. getting more and more worked up. Yes. There's more and more stuff being out. Right. On the other hand... She did have to think carefully about what she was oh, no. going to say,
0: you know. You know what? I'll, I'll take back 14% of what I just said about the heartfelt apology. Fine. Take 10 minutes. Take an hour. Write it yourself. If she if she had been on screen, hands trembling with a handwritten apology in her own handwriting, I'd have been like, you know what? She's trying. Maybe it's not a 100% horrible.
2: Yeah. So... She wants to do better, and she wants to um, well, to learn. She, she has honestly, a to learn. I think
0: if that's the case, then then invite. Uh, this is going to sound very Desmond Tutu, but invite a, uh, invite the coalition of, of African American and or black and and people of color to tails and say, "Listen, this is what I did with this with this whole parade. What do you think?" Yeah. Like, I understand. Like, she doesn't have the outside opinion of of a forty 48- eight year old black new yorker right but you know it's like you gotta have all the experiences i mean everyone goes down the tails and i mean everyone yeah so you've got like a nice mixing pot of cultures but maybe maybe you're just missing one thing if you're representing one of the biggest liquor spirits events in in the the country in the
2: world okay let's go in the world they're worldwide you have
0: to be held to a higher standard you know so i think again if she had paused and said, "Wait a minute, I'm in charge of what now, and I'm doing what?" No, I can't do that. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If one of your low-level right. employees did that, right, you would hand them their hat <laughs> and toss them out the door. <laughs> so why is it okay for the CEO, the CFO, the COO to do it? It's not.
2: That's it's, a great it's, point, man. So, great point. Great point. But that—that's where I'm at with it. Awesome, dude. Well, thanks for sharing your honest opinions. I really appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. And, I hope uh, I wasn't too preachy and, and, no, too, and too militant. And it's always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend.
0: Uh, always a pleasure <laughs> to talk to you, man. i got to do this more.
2: Yeah, let's do it. All right. And tell everybody uh, where we can find you on the Internet.
0: Well, okay, so my handle is LincolnWrites, W-R-I-T-S, and that's my handle for Google+, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. So you can find me, LincolnWrites.com. If you want to email me, Lincolnrights at gmail.com. Let me know what you think, come at me. I'm here. Cheers, brother. Cheers, man.
1: Hey, let's break away from our story for just a minute for some exciting breaking news. Bar Institute is hitting the road for a six-week tour. They're calling it the Bar Institute Akano Tour. They're stopping in 25 cities in the U.S. and Canada this spring. And in each city, they'll be hosting a one-day Bar Institute session featuring three to five classes and a pop-up event, which will incorporate the information from the classes into service each night. They're asking for only a $5 donation for admission to the classes and drinks for the evening. All proceeds will go to charity. Along the way, they've identified social justice issues that will serve as the centerpiece for the weekly focus for each region. It's so awesome, and so timely as it turns out. They'll be in a bunch of mid-sized cities, many of which I'm guessing don't have cocktail conferences very often. If you've never been to an event like this before and the tour is coming near you, promise me you'll go. In fact, I'll make a deal with you. Go to bartenderjourney.net slash bi for Bar Institute and fill out the form there. I'll ask you a couple questions, including if you've ever been to a Kato conference before. I'll randomly choose at least two people that fill out that form before April 2nd and send you some swag. I ran this idea by Lush Life and they love the idea and uh, they're going to send some swag over that I'll redistribute to the the winners of this contest. And this will be for the U.S. only because the uh, tour is around the us and uh plus i have to ship it to get the swag you'll have to both fill out that form and upload a picture of yourself at bar institute econo put the picture on instagram with the hashtag bartender journey bi so bartender journey bi is the hashtag and again the first step is to go to bartenderjourney.net slash bi okay back to the diversity issue This thing has had far-reaching effects. The mainstream media has picked up on the story. The Washington Post published an article about it. My friend that I work with, who's from New Orleans, tells me there's talk about making the Zulu crew change their tradition of wearing blackface, and the locals are not so happy about changing this 100-year-old tradition. And then, you know, there's a question of what's going to happen at Tales of the Cocktail this year. Tales is a whole economy to itself. Brands and attendees come from all over the world. I hope brands won't get nervous and pull out, but that's a possibility. And then the question of uh, attendees, Anne's talk with Ashton Berry was a great first step towards healing, and I really do believe that she'll use her position as an industry leader to follow through and do whatever she can to promote diversity in our industry. Tails actually released a white paper before this all happened, called Diversity and Barriers to Access in the Bartending Industry. Of course, we'll have a link to that on bartenderjourney.net. I personally believe her apology to be genuine and that she has a true desire to help people of all kinds. There's a story I heard from a bartender once, and this wasn't in an official press release from Tails or anything like that, it was just bartenders talking, and it goes like this. There was a bar in New Orleans that got robbed one night, and even the tip jar was taken. Tails showed up the next night with cash to help out the bar and the bartenders. The Tails organization does so much for the bartending community in general and the local New Orleans community as well. The reason it's held in July in New Orleans when the weather is as hot as it gets is because that's traditionally a, uh, there's a dip in the hospitality business that time of year in New Orleans because it's so hot. So Anne wanted to do it at that time of year to help out the local hospitality industry. Tails donates to a wide range of causes and their scholarship programs as well. It's a great organization. We'll go back to my New Orleans bartender friend to wrap this up. He said, quote, I think tails is a great thing and I hope the dust will settle. That being said, maybe the silver lining is the realization that black people as a demographic are underrepresented in the cocktail world. End quote. I certainly hope that's the case. Here's our toast, and it's from St. Augustine. He lived in the 13th century and is considered the patron saint of painters, theologians, and brewers. In so much as love grows in you, so beauty grows for love is the beauty of the soul. Cheers. We'll see you next time on the Bartender Journey Podcast.